Hi guys, welcome back to Doing Motherhood Differently. I'm Brittany and I just want to thank you guys for tuning in to my second episode. Today I'm going to talk to you guys about Eli's epilepsy and his ADHD. Now before I start, I definitely want to start off by saying that I'm not a doctor. I have no medical background and I'm not an expert in the medical field at all. Everything that I'm talking about in this episode are things that I've personally gone through, things that I've experienced with the last 10 years of dealing with Elijah's two disorders. So I just want to, you know, put that little disclaimer out there. Everything is just something that we've gone through. It's nothing that there is, I have gotten medical advice, but I'm not a doctor, so you can't really take what I'm saying as your very own medical advice. So I want to start from the beginning. Um, when Elijah was about six months old, I went to go pick him up from his babysitter. And when I got to the door, I could hear him crying and fussing. And something in my soul just told me that something is wrong. Something is wrong with my son. And I got to get in there. So I go to get him and he's kind of straining. And to me, it looked like he was trying to use the bathroom. He wasn't really jerking and he wasn't really crying or making any noises. And so I kind of sat there and was looking at him for a minute and his face was kind of twitchy, but I knew that something was wrong, but I didn't know what was going on at the time. And I was with my girlfriend and I'm like, we need to take Elijah to the ER because there's something wrong. Now, at the time, I'm starting to panic a little bit because, again, I don't know what is wrong with my seemingly healthy child. I was with my friend, my friend Portia. Hey, P. And she called her mom, who's in the healthcare field, and she's telling her what's going on with Elijah. Now, mind you, through this whole thing, we're on our way to the emergency room. And it's rush hour, so it took us a long, it took us quite a while to get, you know, from point A to point B. Um, And she says, you know, from what it sounds like she's telling her, it sounds like Eli's having a seizure. Now, I had never seen anyone have a seizure with my own eyes, but at that point I knew that I was starting to get scared. Um, and it took us about 20 minutes to get to from the sitter's house to the hospital. Once we did finally get to the ER, I told them, you know, what was going on with my son, what had been relayed to me from my, my girlfriend's mom, and that I thought that he was having a seizure. And they immediately rushed him back and started working on him. By this time, I had called my mom and, you know, she was, you know, going to leave work and she was going to come up to the hospital as well. Um... Eli was really little at the time. He was only six months old. And so, you know, I'm a complete mess, a whole complete mess, crying. I probably had snot running down my nose. I just, I didn't know what was going on with my son. Um, And because he was so little and because his seizure lasted for so long, they had to give him this medication called Ativan to stop the seizure. Um, And because the seizure had lasted for so long, the dose that they had to give him was pretty large. And that medication, it started to slow his breathing down. And eventually it's, he stopped breathing on his own and he had to be intubated. 
And sure, we've all seen the medical shows where they stick the tube down, you know, someone's throat. But if you're actually watching your your child not breathing and this tube going down his throat, it's scary. And even now, as I'm talking about it, you know, 10 years later, I still get emotional about it because anything could have happened to him, you know, during this time with him not breathing or not breathing on his own. And at this point, I'm crying, I'm scared, and I'm panicking. And just thank goodness that Portia was there because my mom still wasn't there yet. If I would have been on my own, I wouldn't, I, I would have been on my own if she was not there. Um, and I don't know what I would have done. My mom, she did eventually show up and she was a wreck too. You know, this is her baby. This is her first grandbaby. I have three little sisters. So he's the first boy in our family. So, you know, she was a complete mess too. And we just, we, we didn't know what was going on. Um, they wanted to do a spinal tap because they wanted to make sure that there was no infection in his brain or anywhere. And that was also scary to watch because a spinal tap needle is big, is long, and he didn't flinch because he was not aware, he wasn't conscious. And it the, the whole situation was just really, really scary to watch. You know, that was my baby and he was so little and there was nothing that I could do for him. Um... I would have taken all of that pain, all of that away if I could have, you know, being his mom. Now, since he was a baby, um, they did have to move him from the hospital that we were at to the main campus of a hospital in downtown Cleveland. Um, so they did put him on in an ambulance and we, you know, we went downtown to the pediatric neurological de- department of the hospital in downtown Cleveland um and once we did get down there the doctors did explain that he had had a seizure they wanted to monitor him for 24 hours they wanted to try to figure out what was going on with him um and he was hooked up to so many machines and he was still intubated and I couldn't even hold him I was still nursing him at the time so I couldn't I couldn't nurse him and it was just it was it was horrible. It's a, it's a, it was a horrible experience for me. And any parent who's ever gone through this, they know that, you know, this is a horrible, horrible experience. And it's sad. And it's, it's, it's horrible. You know, there's really, that's really the only word to describe it is that it was horrible. I was a whole mess. The next day, um, he did finally wake up and they took the tube out and I was finally able to hold him and nurse him. He still had an IV in just in case he did have another seizure and they had to give him medication intravenously to stop the seizure immediately. But I was finally able to hold him and nurse him. Um, at that time, you know, the next day, they still were not able to tell me why he had the seizure or what caused it. Um, They did release us after monitoring him and they gave me the name of a pediatric neurologist and, you know, they asked me to make a follow-up appointment. So I did make the appointment with the pediatric neurologist and over the years, we've seen so many doctors and had so many tests done for the epilepsy. At one point, he was having what are called absent seizures. 
Um, these are these are seizures that you can't even tell that he's having. He would really just be kind of still and staring blankly into space. And if you were just kind of looking at him, you would think that he was just, you know, having he lost a train of thought or that he was, you know, in a moment. But they were able to pinpoint these seizures because he has to have regular EEGs done. And during one of his EEG appointments, they did notice that he was having these seizure spikes and that's when they noticed that he was having these absent seizures now for those who don't know an EEG is the electronic monitoring of his brain activity using small electrodes that are placed in his scalp let me tell you something anyone who has ever met or seen Elijah knows that he has this really thick curly hair and when we have to get these EEG done, they place them with glue and they use like this thin gauze and glue to put them in his hair. And it is a pain and a hassle and a struggle to get this glue and gauze out of his hair. It's such a struggle anytime we have to have an EEG done. But, you know, it's something that we do have to have done um, every six to eight months. Um, There was a time that we were in the hospital for a seizure at least once a month. We have been to pretty much every hospital and ER in Northeast Ohio. At one point, nurses knew us by name and face. One, um, one doctor told me that he was having these febrile seizures and the febrile, febrile seizures, excuse me, are seizures that happen because of a spike in the body temperature. So like if Elijah gets sick or um, if it's during the summertime and he's outside playing and his body temperature spikes really fast, he runs the risk, a greater risk of having a seizure. So during the summertime, we have to be extra cautious and extra careful to make sure that he's thoroughly hydrated. He has on thin layers to make sure that he does not have a seizure during the summertime. Or if he's sick, when he's sick, like he got the flu earlier this year and I was really, really nervous about him having a seizure because his body temperature spiked really fast. Um, now with febrile seizures, those are seizures that we were told that he would grow out of. However, we did learn a few years ago after having genetic testing done that Eli has what's called, um, Dravet syndrome due to an S1NA gene mutation. So with that being said, this is something that doctors are saying that he won't grow out of. However, I'm a firm believer that God has the final say. And if God decides tomorrow that he wants to take Elijah's epilepsy away, Elijah will never, ever have another seizure. I pray for him every day, multiple times a day that, you know, God does take his epilepsy away or that he uses him to be for something greater having to do with his epilepsy. Um... That means that also means with him not growing out of it that they're the normal everyday things that some that people get to do, like learning how to drive or playing certain sports, those are things that he'll never be able to do. Um, I do remember that there was a time a few years ago 
that we went to the we went to the pool and it was a really really hot day and I remember telling Norris that we needed to wait until it was later in the evening to go because I didn't want to risk Elijah having a seizure at the pool so we get there and it's about five in the evening during the summertime and we're all in the pool me Eli and Norris were in the pool and Elijah's in front of us but he's still kind of far away he's probably about three feet in front of where we were we were all walking you know to get into the pool we were in the water but we were walking to get like further into the pool and I just remember watching his body get stiff and he was starting to go under and I felt like I couldn't get to him fast enough there were so many kids and so many people and I'm trying to run in the water and if you've ever tried running in the water you know that it's not easy and as soon as I got over to him he was starting to go under the water and the lifeguard was right there and he's you know helping me pull him out and I just remember thinking like what if I wasn't in the pool with him what if I said, okay, you go ahead. I'm going to put my suntan lotion on and I'm going to get in the pool in a few seconds. What if no one was paying attention to him? Anything could have happened in those few seconds. Um, And it, I say that story to say that I live in constant fear that he can have a seizure at any moment of any time of any day. One thing that I have not touched on yet are the medications that he's been on. He has been on a lot of meds over the last almost 10 years. And I won't even say 10 years because for the first couple of years that he was having his seizures, he was not on any kind of medication. It was just kind of, we need to kind of see what this is, what's causing this and how we can treat it. So probably for the last seven years, he's been on a lot of medication If he does miss any of his doses of meds, those are definitely triggers for him to possibly have a seizure. Anytime we've had to switch a medication or add a medication, he will become a zombie. I remember this one time we were in the car and I looked back at him and he was completely zoned out, completely dazed. He was drooling. And it was from the meds and his little body just had to get used to the different dosages of the different meds that he was on. Um, It really wasn't until recently that we've been able to get him on a regimen of meds that's been able to keep his seizures under control. He's He's currently on a medication right now that the FDA just approved for kids with epilepsy back in December. His neurologist told me about it. Um... It's a cannabis oil medication and with this medication, he does have to have his blood drawn every month to make sure that there's nothing wrong with his liver because this kind of, this medication, if there is, if you already have something wrong with your liver, this kind of makes it worse. So he just has to make sure that it's not something that he develops over time. And I will say that, yes, this, even though it's a new medication for him and it does work and has been keeping his seizures under control, but there are some side effects that he has that makes me wonder if this medication is really worth it. Um, The medication makes him more aggressive. 
and he gets easily agitated at times and it's not all the time it is just sometimes um and I know that I just have to wait for his body to get used to the meds and I know that these side effects will subside but I really have to keep a close eye on him and how he's behaving because if it's not working for him and it's not working for our household and our family I have to really rethink him being on this medication if it's really going to change the way that my baby behaves because I have to remember sometimes like you know it is just it's it's medication you know um I've said it before having a a kid with epilepsy is constant fear for us I get nervous when he's gone to another room of the house for a long period of time there have been times where I've asked him to do something for me and he he just he doesn't come back to to give me what I need or to tell me you know to bring me what I asked him for or you know he does he doesn't come back because he gets sidetracked but there was one time that I asked him to go get a bottle for me for his brother and I heard a noise and I didn't he never brought me the bottle so I can't I came I thought maybe you know he got distracted in his room playing video games he was on the floor of his brother's room because he'd had a seizure and the noise that I heard was him falling to the ground and dropping the bottle um but you know I'm always calling him to check on him to make sure he's okay and I'm like Eli are you okay and he's like yeah mom I'm good and I know he gets annoyed with me I know he's probably like I wish he would just let me chill and you know draw my picture be on the computer play my video game but I can't I am a helicopter mom through and through um he has to shower with the door slightly open so that I can hear him at all times because he can have a a seizure in the shower. I have to check on him when he's in different parts of the house. And, you know, I've had to be that helicopter mom. I've had to make sure that he is good at all times. That's my job as his mom is to make sure that he's good at all times. Epilepsy is not the only thing that Eli has. Now I want to tell you about his ADHD and how he was diagnosed with the ADHD. Um, When he was about five, I noticed that he had this winter glove. It was like a dollar store winter glove that he wanted to wear all the time. No matter if it was hot or cold, he had to have this glove on. He ate with it on. He slept with it on. He tried to wear it to school, but I wasn't having it. (laughs) Um, And around the same time, I also noticed that there were certain fabrics like certain materials that he didn't want to touch or like if a shirt had buttons on the front of it he didn't want to wear it and I'm thinking like okay what is going on at first I thought he just didn't want to wear these clothes then I noticed that like certain sounds and the sounds didn't have to be loud sounds but just certain sounds would make him cover his ears I didn't know what was going on, you know, at the time. So I did talk to his pediatrician at a well check and she advised me to reach out to a child psychologist, you know, just to make sure that everything was on the up and up. So I did make the appointment and I told her all of her concerns. And what she said at the time was that it sounded like Elijah could possibly be on the spectrum for autism. 
that's something that no parent ever wants to hear and it scared me to death because I'm thinking okay he's already got the epilepsy now he could possibly have autism like what is going on so the doctor told me that we would have to do this three-day appointment where they would at one appointment they would talk to Eli and I together at another appointment they would observe Elijah and then at another appointment they would talk to just me the appointments went okay and a few days later I got the call from the doctor to come back in because the results were in now y'all know that no one ever wants to hear that there's something wrong with their child so I'm praying 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 that everything is going to be okay she's going to tell me that I'm tripping that I'm crazy that I need to be evaluated that my child is normal that my child is perfect that my child is fine so she tells me that Elijah did not test on the spectrum and for that I was happy I was happy about that because I'm thinking yes 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 then she hits me with the butt but he does appear to have ADHD. Now, when she did tell me that, I did start to cry. I cried because at the time, I didn't know what that meant for him. I didn't know how it was going to affect him. You know, I didn't, I didn't know what, I didn't know, I didn't know. Um, she explained to me that some kids can have either more attention deficit or more hyperactivity and some kids can have both. Eli has both. So he has attention deficit and hyperactivity. So it's not just one or the other. He has the combined. Um, and over the years, I've seen it all. He struggles daily, which means I struggle daily to be a parent to a child with not one but two disorders. You know, his epilepsy does not just mean that he has seizures. His epilepsy also affects his ability to focus. It has affected his cognitive thinking. It's affected everything. Um, in school, he does go to a regular public school. He's in a regular classroom with, you know, a, a normal teacher and, you know, kids his own age and kids that you know are just like him you know that are kids who you know nine and ten year old boys and girls um but he does have an IEP and he does have an aide at his school who works with him on a more individual level if he needs it to so sometimes if he starts to get overwhelmed in class and he's not able to focus his aide will pull him out of class and take his work and they'll go do the work together he does also see a behavioral therapist and an occupational therapist as well so it's hard y'all it's really really hard and I have a hard time some days one thing that Elijah does need to stay focused is routine and if his routine is off then he can have a bad day for instance if there's a sub at school it can throw his day off it can throw him off and his whole day is off I can't tell you how many times I've had to have his aide call me because he's just having a hard time or a bad day and I've had to talk him down. Um, you know, it's it's difficult having, I'm sure for him it probably feels like no one understands him. So I try to 
be that voice for him. And I try to just make sure that he knows that I understand what he's going through. Even if I really don't understand what it is that he's going through, even if I'm, I'm not having a good day and you know, his aide is like, Hey, you know, such and such is going on. Are you able to call? Like I still have to put what I'm going through aside so that I can make sure that Elijah is, is his best, is at his best. At home, I can't just tell him to clean his room. I have to give him more specific tasks when it comes to completing the task to getting a clean room. So I have to tell him, pick up all of your dirty clothes and put them in your hamper. When that's done, come and let me know and then we'll move on to the next thing. So it's it's step by step. I can't just say, Eli, go clean your room. Then the room will never get clean. So that's just something that we work on is getting these individual, the individual tasks to get one larger task done. Because I'm sure if I don't stay on top of him, if I walk out of the room, he's going to be doing something else. And that's the same thing with homework. I have to stay on top of him to get his homework done because if I walk away, he'll start reading or doodling or doing something else and then we'll never get homework done and no one likes not getting homework done (laughs) um and no he's not on any medication for his ADHD I didn't want to overdo it because he's already on so many medications for his epilepsy we figured that with behavioral therapy and a routine at home and school the meds are not needed and so far so good most days some days are more difficult than other and you know not everything having to do with Eli is bad or sad or frustrating he is a really great kid anyone who's ever met Elijah knows that he is an awesome awesome kid he loves to draw he loves to read he takes a book with him wherever he goes he's so smart and he's so funny And if you ever had the chance to meet him, you just know how great of a kid he is. You know, Elijah is my first baby. He made me the mother that I am today. And he's taught me so much good, bad, right, wrong, indifferent. He's taught me so much. Um, I'm going to wrap things up now. You know, I just want to say if there's anyone out there going through any of this, y'all are not alone. I'm here. I have my bad days with Eli. I've had to cry and I get upset thinking that I'm doing this whole thing wrong. And then Eli will tell me that I'm the best mom ever. And it makes all those tears okay because, you know, he knows that I'm a good mom to him and he thinks I'm a great mom. And that's all that matters. If Grayson and Elijah think I'm good moms to them, that's all that matters. So I just want to thank you guys for tuning in this week and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss anything. I have so much information to give. Mamas, if you need tips or have questions or just need encouragement, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm always here for you guys. I, it's not easy. You know, nothing about motherhood is ever, ever easy, you know, and Our life is definitely not easy. It is definitely just so different. So thank you guys for tuning in. And until next time, see you later. Bye.